Hey there, you've heard me talk about the importance of lifelong learning before. I mean, you should never be too old or too busy to learn something new. Now, we all know time is our most precious commodity, and, and I know that it can be difficult to find the time to study, to learn, to improve your knowledge. That's why I'm excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in some of the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free. Correct. I did say free. Look, sign up for the Constitution 101 course, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined and under attack, frankly, for more than a century by those who believe it can be changed on a whim or who view the Constitution as a document that can be changed whenever progressive ideas become fashionable. The course is self-paced, so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Look, our country always needs more citizens who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedoms of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and sprawling government. Go now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. Check it out. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register. It's Friday, November 17th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. In today's PDB, UN nuclear watchdogs release a chilling report about the rapid expansion of Iran's nuclear program. Later in the episode, Yemeni rebels targeted a U.S. warship in the Red Sea. And apparently, if it's Friday, it must be Nuke Day... Russia has started loading nuclear-capable missiles into its silos. Finally, in the back of the brief, violence escalates on U.S. streets as pro-Palestinian protesters attack the headquarters of the DNC. That's the Democratic National Committee. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. I wanted to kick off today's program by diving into a report that's setting off alarm bells across the globe. The International Atomic Energy Agency, or IAEA for short, has just dropped a bombshell about Iran's nuclear program. You, you see what I did there? It's a little levity. It's always appropriate when discussing nuclear weapons. According to the agency, Iran's stash of enriched uranium has skyrocketed over the past several months. To be more precise, its stockpile has swelled to 22 times the maximum limit set by the 2015 nuclear deal, which, of course, is no longer in effect. Now, the agency's findings are particularly concerning because they show Iran is not just increasing quantity, but also purity, amassing uranium enriched to 60%. That level is a crucial step closer to the 90% enrichment needed for weapons-grade material. At this point, the material that Iran has stockpiled could, if if further refined, provide enough fuel for an estimated three nukes. U.S. officials are now estimating that it could take Iran under two weeks to produce sufficient weapons-grade material for a bomb, should it choose to do so. Now, the real uncertainty, however, 
lies in whether Iran has completed the necessary research and development to construct an atomic bomb. And, and right now, well, that's a question mark that's hanging over international heads. It's worth noting that this uptick in uranium enrichment isn't happening in a vacuum. This report is especially concerning in light of Tehran's recent behavior. Of course, it goes without saying that Iran has become increasingly hostile over the past several months. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that that's an understatement. But in addition to Iran's hostility towards the West, it's also been increasingly resistant to the United Nations' efforts to monitor its nuclear progress. Back in September, Iran barred around a third of the IAEA's most experienced inspectors from overseeing key sites in the country and dismantled key surveillance or monitoring equipment used by the IAEA. This standoff leaves Iran on the precipice of becoming a full-fledged nuclear state. Now, that's a situation with no apparent diplomatic resolution on the horizon. There undoubtedly will be folks lamenting the fact that the U.S. withdrew from the 2015 agreement, known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or JCPOA, because, well, because Washington never met a title that they couldn't turn into an acronym. But before engaging in too much lamentation, that 2015 Iran deal, well, it was flawed. The IAEA did not have the ability to inspect or monitor key relevant sites, and that's because Iran insisted that those sites be kept out of the agreement, meaning we did not have 100% verification. All right, when we come back, a U.S. warship takes decisive action in the Red Sea, shooting down a Yemeni drone amid rising tensions. Plus, Russia preps for a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile poised to challenge U.S. missile defense systems. I'll be right back. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step-by-step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, healthcare preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash Mike. That's trustandwill.com slash Mike. Welcome back. We return to our coverage of Iranian-backed militant groups operating throughout the Middle East and their provocative attacks on U.S. forces. Today, we learned that a drone originating in Yemen was shot down by a Navy warship operating in the Red Sea on Wednesday as it flew in the direction of the vessel. A Pentagon official confirmed the attempted attack on the USS Thomas Hudder. That's an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer, but they did not elaborate on who was responsible. Now, given the timing, we have an educated guess. The incident came just a few days after Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen threatened to strike U.S. ships operating in the Red Sea. Now, unsurprisingly, the Iranian foreign minister was quick to deny any involvement by his government in the attack, despite the fact that they 
sponsor and help support the Houthi militants in Yemen. As we know, however, the IRGC has been escalating tensions with U.S. forces for weeks now in the wake of the Israel-Palestine conflict through their various proxy groups, including the Houthi militants in Yemen. On October 19th, for example, a barrage of missiles fired from Yemen were shot down by the USS Kearney over the Red Sea as they headed towards Israel. In another provocation on November 9th, Houthi militants successfully shot down a U.S. MQ-9 Reaper drone operating over international waters. Meanwhile, American forces in Iraq and Syria have been repeatedly targeted with attacks by Iranian-backed militias in the region. Now, at last count, there have been some 60 missile and drone attacks responsible for injuring at least 59 U.S. service members. The Biden administration has responded with three separate counterstrikes on facilities in Syria linked to the militias and the IRGC. And as we've discussed on the PDB, these responses appear to have done little, well, let's say nothing, to deter Iran and their proxies. And the continued attacks raise further questions regarding the U.S. strategy to contain the Israel-Palestine conflict. The Biden administration has so far been reluctant to respond more aggressively over fears of sparking a wider war. But the Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, and others in the administration have stated that in terms of a response to these ongoing attacks, the U.S. will respond in a manner and at a time of their choosing. Moving our focus to Russia, we're seeing indications of increased activity regarding the Putin regime's nuclear program and the latest sign that U.S.-Russia relations are deteriorating to levels really not seen since the Cold War. A rather ominous broadcast from a state-run media outlet Thursday showed an intercontinental ballistic missile fitted with a nuclear-capable avant-garde hypersonic glide vehicle being transported and loaded into a silo in the Orenburg region near Kazakhstan. The avant-garde hypersonic glide vehicle, which Russia claims is, quote, impossible to intercept, was first announced by the Putin regime in 2018, and they claim represents the cutting edge of missile technology. The advanced delivery system has a reported range of roughly 3,728 miles. It detaches from the ICBM after it's carried to a suborbital altitude and can reportedly move at up to 27 times the speed of sound while also being maneuverable, obviously creating a problem for air defense systems. Now, Russia has largely blamed the U.S. for the proliferation of these next-generation weapons, saying the development came in response to the U.S. withdrawing from the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, or ABM, back in 2002. Putin claims that the country feared they would fall behind the U.S. in weapons technology if they did not act. Well, I'm surprised that Putin would throw the blame at the U.S. I mean, normally he's pretty magnanimous. Now, it's completely disingenuous of Putin to state that he's only developing hypersonic weapons because the U.S. pulled out of a treaty. The truth is, Russia, China, and the U.S. have been working on developing hypersonic weapons for years. A massive advantage of a hypersonic weapon is its maneuverability. Now, a traditional ballistic missile, for which current air defense systems were built to counteract, that it has a predictable trajectory. The speed and maneuverability of a hypersonic glide vehicle or weapon gives it the ability to defeat current defense systems, thus the race by the world's main powers to develop the technology. The latest report on Russian missile capabilities comes as 
relations between the U.S. and Russia basically have reached new lows. As we discussed last week on the PDB, the U.S. and its NATO allies announced that they will suspend their participation in the Conventional Armed Forces in Europe Treaty, or CFE, on December 7th, after Russia formally withdrew from the agreement on November 7th. As a refresher, the CFE limits the number of troops, tanks, artillery, and aircraft that either side could deploy into Eastern Europe. Now, just a week earlier, Russia withdrew their ratification of a nuclear test ban treaty. And those developments came on the heels of the disintegration of another landmark arms control agreement from the Cold War era back in February, when Putin formally suspended Russia's last remaining nuclear arms treaty with the U.S. All right, after that cheery news, coming up in the back of the brief, a pro-Palestine riot outside of the DNC leaves Democratic lawmakers shaken. I'll be right back. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you, too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. In today's Back of the Brief, I want to take a closer look at some heated events in the U.S. This week, a pro-Palestinian demonstration escalated and turned into a riot outside the Democratic National Committee headquarters. The protest, which started out as a candlelight vigil for peace, took a turn when demonstrators clashed with Capitol Police. The incident coincided with a campaign reception inside the building, attended by a number of prominent Democratic lawmakers, including House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Now, according to witnesses and police, about 150 protesters were trying to block the building's entrances and exits in an attempt to trap the lawmakers inside. California Congressman Brad Sherman took to social media to report that protesters eventually tried to force their way into the building. 
When police arrived in force, the situation quickly became violent. Some lawmakers had to be evacuated while demonstrators were pepper spraying them. Capitol Police have confirmed that six officers sustained minor injuries and one protester was arrested for assaulting an officer. Yeah, a demonstration turned violent, six officers sustained injuries, and the result is well, one protester is arrested. Now, apparently, the unrest has left an impact on those Democrats of the DNC who are inside the besieged building, with a House Democrat admitting to Axios that the night's events, quote, scared me more than January 6th, end quote. After the past few weeks, look, it's obvious that the Democrat Party has a problem. The Democratic Socialist Party of America and other progressive groups are fueling, funding, and encouraging these protests, which much of America sees as anti-Semitic and pro-Hamas. At the same time, the party is watching dissatisfaction grow within the Arab-American community and among young voters over Biden's stance on the conflict. These protests aren't just springing up spontaneously, as, as we've discussed previously on the PDB. Someone is paying for the mass-produced protest signs and the rows of porta-potties at the demonstration sites and transportation. Others are orchestrating social media campaigns to drive the same narrative that Hamas uses. It's all Israel's fault, and by association, the fault of the U.S. Now, objective and curious journalists, uh, if there are any, would work to determine to what degree Hamas, Iran, China, and Russia are using their resources to manipulate social media and influence the minds of the folks who show up at these protests, and to what degree protest activity is being funded by foreign governments and outside entities. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Friday, 17 November. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker, and I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, Stay cool. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But... Are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's aah.com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions.